It's a two-belt Friday. They're all two-belt Fridays now. We got a lot of work to do this weekend. Indianapolis sports teams do. Indiana basketball did some work last night. The Colts, they're preparing for a game that's kind of all or nothing. You either win this game against the Patriots or you go home and take that dirt nap. Jonathan Taylor's got to find a way to play. Dennis Kelly's got to find a way to play. You're either all in or you're all out. You're either going to respond to the chaos with focus and determination or you cash in your chips and you bail out and you go to the hotel room and you sleep to try to play another day, right? I mean, that's Vegas. And and they're not going to Vegas this weekend. They're going to Vegas next weekend. So it's not an entirely inappropriate metaphor. Pacers, tonight against the Heat. Heat aren't too good. Not really. Pacers coming home after a long road trip. They got a chance to do some work. Indiana football tomorrow against Penn State at Memorial Stadium. Financial opportunities abound in this game, and you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to tell you why you're crazy for thinking I'm crazy. This and sectional finals tonight. Are you kidding me? This is Breakfast with Ken for Friday, November 4th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. Go to BUSR.com slash Kent. Make your initial deposit. BUSR is going to match it in free play to 150%, a maximum of $2,500. That is sweet action, and we'll tell you how maybe you want to play a little of that this weekend. Hit the subscribe button. Next week, we're giving away an autographed Jonathan Taylor jersey. Sweet stuff. We'll tell you how Sunday in the postgame, immediately after the Colts vanquished Bill Belichick and the Pats, we'll tell you exactly how you can win a Jonathan Taylor autographed jersey, all right? And you want to like the, the video, certainly. Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. And if you want to donate, ask a question. I'll answer the question. Make a comment. We'll read the comment, whatever you want to do. Let's. Talk about sports. Colts, they got a big game Sunday, and, and there has been chaos on West 56th Street, but that chaos must be compartmentalized, and the Colts have got to get to work to beat the Patriots and Bill Belichick. This team, you know what, Chris Ballard can say ridiculous things like the, the rivalry's back on. What's that even mean? Uh, the, the rivalry doesn't mean nothing. To these guys, they, they they were barely born in, you know, 2003 through 2010 when this rivalry really had, like, meat to it. And even Deflategate, none of the guys on the Colts today were on the Deflategate team in, in 2014 and then into January 2015 for that AFC championship game. They don't know what this rivalry is. They do know who Bill Belichick is. And Bill Belichick's a guy who has been a very mediocre coach, minus the era where he had a great quarterback, Tom Brady, all right? And don't talk to me about Tom Brady being the greatest of all time. I don't want to hear it. He's not. He's the greatest quarterback ever to play in his 40s. But the best quarterback for a long period of time was Peyton Manning. There was no better quarterback in the history of the National Football League than Peyton Manning from 1999 through 2013 and then 2014, not too bad. 
For that period of time, Peyton Manning was the best quarterback who ever lived. Period. End of conversation. All right, Jonathan Taylor has got to find a way to play. He did not sound like a guy who was optimistic about playing against the Patriots. He said whoever is in, they've got to run with determination, all of that stuff. You know what I mean? What I want to hear is what he said just before that, and that was there are tricks of the trade to get you ready to play. Following up with all the, you know, hey, Deion Jackson's got to be blah, no. Get in the game, play. Because if you win, you get to 4-4-1. And from 4-4-1, anything is possible. And I'll tell you why. Because the Titans are the team in front of the Colts. You know what the next five games of their schedule looks like, including this weekend? They play at Kansas City. Then they host the Broncos. Eh. Then they travel to Lambeau Field and play the Packers. Then they play the Bengals. And then they're at Philadelphia. The next five games... Titans could go one and four, and it would not surprise me in the least. Colts, their next two at Patriots. Patriots aren't very good, tell you the truth, and I'll tell you why. And then they go to Vegas. Vegas aren't very good. Nice to beat Josh McDaniels. At any rate, one of the reasons that the Patriots are not very good, and then a uh, uh, flip side to that, where they are pretty good, is turnovers. They have turned the ball over 16 times. That ranks 30th in the National Football League in terms of, uh, like, ascending, right? More turnovers, lower ranking. 16, 30th. But they have 16 takeaways, an equal amount of takeaways. They are second in the NFL in takeaways. So their turnover differential is zero, but the number of times they turn it over and the number of times they take it away, really high. So if you can hold on to the football, not allow them to take it, but do take it from them, they give it away an average of twice a game, you know what? You got a chance to win. The Colts, when they win the turnover battle, they're 3-0. and When they don't win the turnover battle, they are 0-4-1. That's a big deal. That tells you something about the importance of turnovers. Self-inflicted wounds. The Colts talked about it all week can't have self-inflicted wounds against the uh, the New England Patriots, and hopefully they don't beat them in Foxborough, just like the Bears did a couple of weeks ago. Bears beat them 33-14. Kicked, kicked their ass, I think, right? Wasn't that the score? It was one of those uh, like terrible national games. Uh, speaking of that, not the greatest game in the history of the NFL last night, the Eagles and the Texans. Eagles get the win. How about who? What former Colt was the leading receiver for the Texans last night? It was Philip Dorsett with three catches, 69 yards. That's a surprise. Who knew? Former Patriot also. That's how the Colts got Jacoby Brissett. They traded Philip Dorsett for Jacoby Brissett. Neither wound up being very good for the teams who acquired him. Stephon Gilmore. Full go yesterday. Ryan Kelly, EJ Speed Limited. Dennis Kelly, no go. Matt Ryan, obviously no go. Dennis Kelly, rub some dirt on it, brother. You got to play. If he hadn't play, all's lost. They're going to line guys. Who the hell is going to line up at left tackle? Matt Pryor? Yeah. Yikes. Why not just put a pylon out there at left tackle 
and allow the edge guy for the Patriots to run around it. You know what I mean? Goodness. Um, also, you you had a quitty pay full go yesterday, and that's a big deal because Tyquan Lewis is now on IR. When Quiddy Pay went down with a high ankle, Tyquan Lewis was really good filling in. Now, Tyquan Lewis out, you got to have Quiddy Pay. And Dio Odangbo is going to get some run too, according to Gus Bradley, who spoke to the media yesterday. Can the chaos of the last two weeks bear fruit? Can the chaos, can replacing Matt Ryan with Sam Ellinger, firing Marcus Brady, the offensive coordinator, most teams, I know what that means. With the Colts, I had no idea what it meant because really Frank Reich's the offensive coordinator, and I'm not sure what Marcus Brady did, but what he did, somebody didn't like, and so he's gone. Maybe he stood on a table and said, we are doing exactly the wrong stuff. Are we out of our minds? Maybe that happened. Maybe something fractious happened on West 56th Street, and as a result, because look, Frank Reich has never made this kind of move. Not in his entire four and a half years being the head coach of this team has he ever fired an assistant coach midseason. Not one. Not even Coach Googe for swearing. Um, but this chaos had better bring these guys together. Chaos usually doesn't do that. Chaos is usually represented on the field by more chaos. And then it rolls downhill until suddenly no one's left. That's what usually happens. Maybe the Colts are different. They like to think of themselves as different. They, go, they, they employ a different tactic in selecting players, let's hope. Um, Pacers, Miami, tonight at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. I love watching the Pacers, but what is going to be interesting to me tonight is the reception for Miles Turner post his comments about wanting to be traded to the Lakers. Not really appreciating his time in the Midwest because he's not getting the love that he deserves. <laughs> Poor Miles! Who could ever make $18 million a year and not have 18,000 people at Gainbridge Fieldhouse throwing bouquets of support to him? Oh, Miles, you're the best! Miles, <laughs> don't go to the... Are you out of your mind? What is the matter with Miles Turner? Um, but that'll be interesting tonight. Pacers three and five. Heat, they're four and five, seven o'clock tonight on Bally Sports, assuming no technical issues. IU, Penn State, Memorial Stadium tomorrow. Indiana is a 14-point dog, according to BUSR. And the money line for Penn State, this is interesting to me, minus. 625. That means if you bet 100 bucks and Penn State wins, they don't have to cover, just wins, you get $116. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could make 16% on your 401k over the course of a year, you're really pretty damn happy, aren't you? How about making 16% in a day? There is no chance. None, zero, that Indiana beats Penn State. It's inconceivable to even imagine a world where the Hoosiers are going to beat the 15th-ranked Nittany Lions. Inconceivable. Now, yeah, the, the road to ruin is littered with idiots who have said things are inconceivable. But this, 
truly <laughs> is inconceivable. How in the world? So go make 16% in three hours. That's not a bad deal. All right, Connor Bazelak, is he going to play quarterback? I don't think it really matters. Indiana basketball last night. Uh, wow. Uh, Malik Renew. Uh, you got Jalen Hood Shafino. You got, uh, you know what? I thought that uh, CJ Gunn played pretty well. Kind of had an air ball, but that's okay. I don't mind missed shots. I'm, I like make, made shots. If a guy makes 40% from beyond the arc, and the shots he misses, missed by seven feet, I really don't care. As long as the ball goes in the basket 40% of the time from beyond the arc. Moorhead State on Monday, the Hoosiers. Uh, Xavier Johnson appears to have regressed to the point where he's going to drive Indiana basketball fans completely out of their minds again this year. <laughs> Makes on back-to-back -back plays, he'll make a great play. Really fun, like that touch pass to Trace Jackson Davis. And then on the next play, uh, throws a pass behind his back to the guy in the first row. This is going to drive us crazy. It's not pleasant. Last year, he righted the ship. He figured out how to play basketball as one of five. This is when it's fun, Xavier. It's fun when you feel like you're part of a family, a brotherhood on the court. Supporting one another, being there for one another, making one another better, lifting one another. That is the beauty of basketball. Not taking it yourself to the rack. And Tamar Bates, my God, I, I don't know what you do with that. Tamar Bates seemed completely out of his head and, and not uh, accommodating whatsoever to his, uh, his cohorts in any way. Stop it. I love basketball because it, it it's like this. You got to play basketball like the Grateful Dead, and now the, the, the Dead and Company play music. You're there. You feed off them. They feed off you, and that centrifuge causes greatness and beauty. That's basketball. Do that, Xavier. Do that, Tamar. Let's go. Uh, sectional finals tonight. Fantastic. Uh, HSE at Fishers in six A. Also in 6A locally, you got Cathedral at Lawrence Central, Perry Meridian at Warren Central, Center Grove at Columbus North. Wow, I'll tell you what, two of those teams will wind up playing in the state championship at Lucas Oil Stadium. 4A locally, you got Burbuff at Roncalli, 3A, Chittard at Guerin, 1A, Traders Point at Park Tudor, Kyrie Irving suspended for at least five games because the NBA doesn't like the public reaction to Kyrie Irving's anti-Semitism. And as a result, they've decided that they need to raise the ante a little bit. ESPN turned up the heat. Fans have turned up the heat. So the NBA responds. Kyrie Irving suspended. Uh, I wouldn't have done that. I'm not going to, and this is a suspension without pay, which hurts. But I would let the guy play. Go to different cities and, and be jeered. And, and be shown by the multitudes of those who are not anti-Semitic that he is wrong. I think that's better. What Brooklyn fans did, wearing yarmulkes and anti-Semitism t-shirts, I think that's beautiful. That's perfect. 
That is exactly the way to deal with this. Sending him home. I, I don't know what you learn when you're home. Birthdays. Let's celebrate some birthdays today. Susan Smith, Jeff Lee. Happy birthday to Jeff. Happy birthday to Ronnie Ramos. Uh, John Allen. Happy birthday. Alex Sands. Joe Favorito. Todd Sellers and Chris Shuloff, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other like Kyrie Irving won't. See the best in each other like Kyrie Irving won't. Be part of the solution like Kyrie Irving isn't. Be what Kyrie's not. How about that? We'll talk to you later this afternoon, 4 o'clock. Who's your hardwood, Harry? You kidding me? He's going to tell you, in addition to my beautiful piece of advice, taking uh, the Nittany Lions in Bloomington tomorrow, which breaks my heart. I would much rather Indiana wins, but I can't conceive of it.